What's that? Clinging to the walls and cursed by God? Why, it's Wandering Monster, roll initiative! Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster America's Tabletop Showcase, where we strive to show you the games that you're curious about, how they play mechanically and narratively. I am John Baltusberger. I'm Bridget Brave. Uh, I'm Kevin Welch. I'm Mr. Paschke, and with us tonight... Caleb Wimble. Hi, hello. Hello, Caleb. Now, Caleb, you may or may not know this about me, but I am of the Jewish persuasion. Right now, mm -hmm. we are celebrating the Festival of Lights. Well, no, mm -hmm. we were celebrating the Festival of Lights. It's over now. Hanukkah's done. Um, but it puts me in a spirit. Um, <laughs> what a lot of people may or <laughs> as anyone who's ever read any of my books knows, I'm something of a... Um, autodidact theologian uh i like theology philosophy and history and mysticism and occultism mm. and since uh charles bernard is not with us tonight it means he can't correct me on anything i'm about to say <laughs> um just just bully for me one story i have always enjoyed is the story of the tower of babel um you'll know if you uh if you watched our episode or picked up uh morcabians my morc borg hack you'll know because it's set in the tower of babel um but what's interesting about the story and if you're not familiar it's the one where everyone comes together to build a tower up to the heaven um and as they're working they're growing 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 and then god says well i don't like this it makes everyone speak different languages and they can't understand each other and this is the mm -hmm. origin myth of why everyone says has a different language right um it's also one of the first stories you hear as a kid and you think huh is god an asshole <laughs> um because it's kind of a dick move um and you know the 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 uh explanation in this is that these people were not coming together just to build a tower together they weren't doing it to honor uh, mm -hmm. God, they were doing it out of hubris so they could be equal to God. Um, I don't know about all that. Um, it's worth remembering that uh, that legends and and mythology is written by men. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. So you have to kind of take it all with a grain of salt. But what's interesting about the Tower of Babel, right, is that um, it suggests that all these people came together um mm -hmm. with a goal in mind to to not just build a tower because the tower is symbolic right what they're doing is they're they're coming together to build something greater than themselves to ascend to heaven as a community and i think there's something really beautiful about that it's something that we as individuals and as humans kind of strive to do we come together we grow and we build something greater than ourselves before um in the famous words of Monster Magnet, God says no. Um, but why can't that be us today, right? Why can't we come together and create something more magnificent than ourselves? Uh, we're a diverse community of people from across this, uh, well, this country uh, at the moment. We have worked with international game players before, but right now in this country, we're a diverse community, and I think we should we should get together and. <laughs> Guys, let's build a tower, right? Like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I'm in. On that on that note, I'm sorry to get 
so sidetracked. Um, Caleb, you're our guest GM. What the hell are we playing tonight? <laughs> uh, we are playing Let Us Build a Tower. And Ooh. imagine, like, such a coincidence that you would be, uh, yeah, <laughs> bringing, bringing up those things, bringing up the, you know, the, the religious origins of the story, the differing interpretations of what the story means and why humanity was cursed as a consequence of, you know, cursed with the chaos of tongues and to no longer be able to be unified and build this or complete this tower together. And one thing that really interests me about that story and part of why this is why we're going to be playing in this mythic Bronze Age uh, setting, as opposed to like any, you know, fixed place in, in world history is because of the way that those stories have changed and been reinterpreted. And uh, you, you, it sounds like you might be familiar, John, with that. There's a lot of scholarly belief that the, even the Tower of Babel story comes from the earlier Sumerian legend of Enmerkar and the Lord of Arada and the building of a great uh, temple ziggurat tower to Inanna. Um, later, you know, the goddess of love and of war later becomes Ishtar in Babylon. And the thrust of the story changes so much from that account, which also has a confusion of tongues and everything. Uh, by the time we get through different traditions and then different interpretations of the of the the Torah story over the years, what it means, why it all happens. Um, probably questions that we're not going to answer today. Instead, we're going to be dungeon crawling up into uh, the chaos of this otherworldly place. We're going to be in the the apocalyptic remains of this city. The curse has already happened. Humanity has been cast down by a jealous God, the one call, the one now calling himself Skyfather, like the God of gods. Um, and the city is mostly, mostly abandoned, where the tower is full of strange and wondrous things. And there are those called throne seekers who still believe they can reach heaven at the top of the tower that, you know, that Nimrod's dream lives on, that there is still, uh, and in their case, unfortunately, a whole lot less of that spirit of human unity and coming together to do something incredible mm -hmm. so much as uh, hell has happened. Let's get our, let's get what we can out of this place. That's sort of your average throne seeker in, in this setting. Um, but, you know, now hopefully... Yeah. Let me interrupt, Caleb. I, I have to say this right at the top because I know mm -hmm. there's going to be some people that are unaware of this. Um, Nimrod is, I know, I look, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. uh, Bugs Bunny has taught us that Nimrod is a moron. Uh, however, <laughs> uh, Nimrod, uh, the king, was not a moron, but kind of this fabulous, uh, fabulous, intelligent, very cunning, and incredible hunter. Uh, mm -hmm. which is why Bugs Bunny calls Elmer Fudd Nimrod. He is making fun of him and basically saying you're not as you're not a legendary hunter. You are I'm calling you Nimrod to make fun of you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, I had to I had to interrupt because that is such a good story. No, that's a, that's a good note mm -hmm. and yeah, probably a lot of people's cultural touchstone if they if they didn't also grow up here hearing biblical stories. So, uh, so yeah. What, what do you, what do you all think? Uh, do, do we, you know, your, your show? Do we dive right in, introduce your characters? Yeah, or let's, let's. Um, so, normally, Mister Charles Bernard will take the first stab at talking about his character. Uh, I see no reason to break with that tradition. So, if someone could call Charles on the phone, <laughs> uh, he oh, very specifically yeah, asked for the night off, 
but um, <laughs> if we can just interrupt his piece and yell at him, that'd be great. Otherwise, uh, Mr. Patchkey, I'm sorry, you're the Charles. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, I will be playing now. I'm not going to pronounce this correctly because I don't I don't know old languages. I can barely speak English. Tilhar, P I L H A R. Uh, essentially, I I figured that you know no, we don't ever have a healer, right? Mm. There's a healer in the pregens. Fantastic! <laughs> I'm gonna do my best to make sure that none of you die. <laughs> I already see an issue, uh, and that issue is that I don't trust you. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, is it because my character is a woman? Ooh. Ooh. I'm not gonna do a feminine voice. Just to let you guys know, but my character, the little picture, is a woman. That was a joke. I, I don't know if it came out that way or not. <laughs> I, I feel some tension there that I did not mean to be that serious. <laughs> but you, put me, you, put me, you put me in a position where if I tried to make a joke, I would be the misogynist. So I had to like, well, silence is the only way. Okay. Well, well you know, like if we're if we're throwing in like the fun mythic and historical context, fun fun historical fact about the the priests and the priestesses of Inanna and her temple was that famously many of them uh, in ancient Sumer uh, and in other parts of, of the you know early Mesopotamian Empire were gender nonconforming in various ways. Uh, and that was like a core part of Inanna's worship. She, it was sort of the place where even, you know, we're talking thousands and thousands of years ago, um, a lot of people who did not feel like they fit in elsewhere in society would wind up in the, in the temple service of Inanna. So there's a lot of room to play with whatever you want to do with gender there. Uh, or, you know, if you just want to go as, as written Tilhar priestess of Inanna be fun having you here. Okay. We'll feel it out. <laughs> uh Kevin. Yes. Uh I am playing Sartu of the Seven Steeps. I am a warrior. I got a spear and a shield, and I feel like I'm just gonna be up there in the front, uh taking damage and praying <laughs> that our priestess will keep me alive long enough to take more damage. Of course. We'll find out. I have Only faith you. in her. Yeah. You, you're good. Don't know I got you, boo. Mm. All right. Bridget. So I, I'm I'm Kubaba. I'm uh you know d don't worry about it. <laughs> um, basically, uh I'm here, I, I've got a job to do. I got it handled. We don't have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Kubaba's a very good name. Um, all right. Well, I am Erminan. Um, I am a, uh, I'm a scholar y'all. Uh, I'm a scribe and a scholar. I know languages. Like I'm, I'm so smart guys. Um, I'm, <laughs> there's a, there's a point on the character sheet that says gear held or worn. And as I was kind of just scanning the sheet with my eyes real quick, I thought it said gelb. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> man, haven't I already been cut up enough around there? Um, mm. We'll have to get back in. But no, gear and held. I have a knife. Oh, and a sack. Um, so that's me. That's, oh, I'm a, I guess I should say I am a caster. I got spells. Just got a, a knife, a sack, and a dream. 
Yeah, and importantly, as as somebody who's learned as a scribe, you're one of the only ones who can read that that superpower known as literacy to be able to interpret cuneiform script, uh, which could come very much in handy uh, with the tablets, the babblestones that we may be finding that I think you have a few in your possession here. I do. I assume the babblestones are what let me cast magic. They are, yeah. They are, they are these... Uh, these artifacts of Babel, these mystic tablets upon which the, the the sacred words were placed into the walls of this place that built it, and you know now crumbled and torn to pieces. Each each Babel stone um, contains a bit of that power, the bit of a bit of Babel's power, and allows communication across languages of different concepts, ideas, words that are written upon the Babel stones. But yeah, they also are used to to perform magic to create. Uh, to create wondrous signs and spells through combining the words together in whatever ways you manage to come up with. Nice. I like it. I always enjoyed that sort of thing. Same. All right. Well, should we should we get right into our little adventure then? See where we go with the these throne seekers who've come together for the purpose of, of trying the ascent, heading up the tower? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm ready. Yes. All right. You walk amidst the dusty, sun-drenched ruins of what once was the greatest city on the face of Earth. These once impressive buildings, they're sprawling in every direction, most empty, many of them reduced to rubble all around you in the wake of heaven's war on Earth. A few would-be warlords still vie for control of these streets by night. Whatever scraps of food or valuables the dead palaces might still hide. Most survivors have long abandoned the city for the wilderness of Shinar and other lands, like forming little uh, little groups and ultimately tribes of, of shared tongue amidst the chaos of Babel's curse. There are still stragglers who can't be on the walls of the city in these crowded and filthy caravanserai, uh, fearing what lies within the city more than whatever protection its fallen gates once offered. A lot of these are people who may still have loved ones trapped within the tower, who don't have the supplies to make the journey across the wilderness, or you know, for whatever reasons of their own, have stuck around. And above all of this looms the tower. Once the hope of a united humankind, now a doomed reminder of its curse, the tower's vast stones rise impossible heights, piercing the very heavens, and its many stairs rise before you now. You are all survivors of the curse, called throne seekers. We mentioned these those who are bold or greed-blinded enough to enter the tower in search of its rumored wonders and treasures. But the greatest prize of all is said to wait at the very top, a stairway to the realm of the now fallen gods and the now vacant throne of heaven. So as for all of you coming here today, the alchemist Zishume has hired you to brave the tower. A brief delve he claims and no more, yet he promises you a wealth of treasure should you fulfill his contract. I seek reagents to create a most powerful potent elixir, the silk-shrouded alchemist told you. I require the feather of a seraph, the scale of a great serpent, and oh, most importantly of all, the blood of a beast of Eden, it is said, and I happen to know with great certainty that they were gathered by Nimrods, scribes and keepers in great menageries, places of entertainment in his gardens. Bring these ingredients to me and I will shower you not only in gold, but reward you each with a taste of the elixir's power. 
And the alchemist outfitted each of you uh, with advanced payment in a small clay pot, a potion that he claims can restore vitality to the wounded. That's pretty much all you've got to go on. You could enter the tower now if you wish, or you could gather additional strength and information first. Uh, Shaduri's Well is the last tavern in the city. Uh, it's in, It would have been a shithole at one time, is now the only watering hole in town. So it's an excellent place to hire other throne seeker mercenaries if you're trying to bolster your forces, to rest for the night, or to collect rumors about the tower. Uh, at Yoktan's Forge, you could craft or purchase additional bronze weapons and armor, or you could barter for goods and services in the Exodus Caravanserai camped in huddled masses outside the walls. What do you do? I think we should try to get rumors. Uh, <clears throat> you just want to go to the tavern. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. It sounds like I mean, a good I'm, idea. I'm in. No, I'm not arguing with that, but yeah. So, rumors at the tavern? Go, mm -hmm. go schmooze it up with the people there, there see who we can or can't talk to, because it sounds like that might be in question. Yeah, so as you as you make your way across like the sun-baked, dusty streets, mostly quiet by day, and most of the dangers of these streets are, are a nighttime fixture, um, you you walk in through the open entry, and even even at a distance, you can hear the murmuring, uh, the, the rising and falling of voices in numerous tongues talking over one another above above um, heated arguments discussions and you enter and you see the scene around these like low line tables dusty floors and uh, and the clay jars lined upon the walls near the back containing supposedly still pretty drinkable warm beer um, you just hear the voices flying there are there there are small groups are gathered where it seems like there'll be like an interpreter for a few or others are just trying gesturing wildly attempting to communicate in sort of like a pigeon of, of signs that they've started concocting. Um, but a lot of it seems to be coming to head in arguments very quickly. And uh, on the other side of the tavern, you can see the wary eye of Maraz, a, a former temple maiden of Inanna, shaking her head, uh, cleaning some of the cups and bowls kept over there and keeping a very wary eye on the scene in Shadori's well. What do you do? <clears throat> So she's a former temple maiden. Yeah, yeah, she um she she would have been one of the ones you've you've heard, and it seems yeah. um seems a bit incongruous uh, with what she is also reputed to have, which was a very strong spear arm, and you can see uh, that you can see the weapon leaning against the wall nearby where she cleans, never more than at like a a few hands widths away from being able to grab. Okay, uh, so I, I would approach her and just the, the standard formal temple greeting of "Hey, girl, hey." <laughs> of course, <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, she she looks up and and starts for from ah kalam um yes hey hey girl hey as as, as you say yes um you. We we share something in common, I gather. Yeah. Um, so what's what's the word around around here? And I I just casually like put a gold coin on the bar, slide it over. Mm. The word around here, and she slides it back over towards herself, is that this will buy you a warm bed for the night. If you want your own private chambers, it's going to cost more than that. Okay. As long as you keep the peace in here. 
There'll be plenty. No more scratches on any of my tables. And if I see weapons drawn, well. Cool. Um, I look over at my, so these are my friends. Um, and I point at the rest of the group. <clears throat> Hello. Friends. <laughs> friends in a place like this. You don't hear that word thrown around much anymore. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure there are other languages now, right? I mean, compadres. Yes. Have we heard that one? No, and I've picked up quite a few of them at this point. One of the reasons I'm able to keep this place running, but that one doesn't ring any bells. He's and, and she, you know, we're we're more acquaintances. We're not really I would mm. I wouldn't call us friends. Oh. Mm. Oh, trust I, is hard to come by. No, I pull no, no, no. out a small locket and I just draw a little line through it. <laughs> I close it. I put it back in, in my shirt. I'll look over at uh, Tilhar and give her a wink. And no, we're still good. We're still solid. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I have been. What would I be writing on? Bronze age. Oh, um, soft clay tablets, typically. Yeah, you've got like your stylus and your little wedge lines on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that haphazardly in the middle of a bar, though. Um, actually, I believe what um, our mutual compadre is attempting to ask is if you know anything that would make our entry and possible ascent up you know ah. less deadly for us i think that's that's what uh she was trying to get at ah throne seekers well i can tell you then that this is in all likelihood our last conversation but I do wish you all the best in your endeavor. I mean, most of what we're able to keep this place running with comes out of the tower's goods. If you if you do happen to return, your gold will be more than good here. What is it you're trying to know? Um. Oh. Uh. Well, we have heard rumors that the um that a certain jackass let's say uh brought in, <laughs> brought in several animals say from pardis uh and we are hoping to get a gander at some of them some of the beasts that were brought by the king, the cursed one. She spits onto the side of the tavern floor. Yep, well, that would be, that would be, yeah. If I had firsthand knowledge of anything that goes on inside the tower, I wouldn't be running as successful an establishment as this continues to be. However, from experience, I can say if you were to by round for the house, you're more than likely to pick up a few bits of idle chatter, rumors, gossip. I don't know how much stock I put in any of it, and they're all getting pretty drunk for first watch of the morning in here, but you never know. There's there's truth amidst all the fiction. Um, Let's see. Do any of you have money? I, I, have, money. I have 12 gold left. 
I have. I don't think I have. Oh yeah, I, I am. I am a. I am a man of learning, of mm-hmm. knowledge. I do not put stock in material wealth. Also, I have a crippling addiction to um, body glitter, mica powder mm. that I. I'm very shiny, uh, so I don't have any money because I've spent it on that. I mean, we've all been there. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a fine investment, one one that sticks around for quite a while. Forever. It gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if someone were to buy a round for the uh, bar, maybe that would be good. Friends, compadres, acquaintances. How much are we talking uh, one gold will buy you a round for everyone here of delicious, warm, frothy beer. All right, I'll buy first round. Oh. All right. Uh, how about, uh, so and are you all uh, gathering about trying to find people you can communicate with or otherwise just doing your best? Uh, yeah. Um, let's see yeah. if we've got between the four of us here. Looks like you um some of you some of you have picked up quite a few of the new tongues since the since the fall of the tower the curse. Uh, so I think you speak a total of eight languages between you all, if I'm not mistaken. Eight eight, eight distinct languages. We've got we've got some witty folks here and learned ones. Um, gonna run with the time run with that for the time being. And Okay, yeah, and you're able to find a few people who, some, uh, while well, you don't find many who speak any of the tongues that you share directly, maybe that's the thing that's brought you together as a group. You find uh, you find two who are able to translate at various points and uh, and in groups talking with others. Um, are you looking for more uh, more of the the scarred and uh, uh, like there? There's a few of the people in here who look strange in various ways tower touched perhaps some have begun to say they have strange colorations to their eyes a few of them where instead of whites they have silvery shining tones and some gleaming skin like like precious metal or almost like the texture uh texture of marble and um and you do if you want to focus on those, that would be probably your best bet for people who have possibly been to the tower, or been close by, and everybody want to roll me a d20 for what you're able to pick up here. Okay. And then we'll just go around and see what you've each learned after an hour of shooting the shit. An eight. Uh, this one, uh, you find a pretty morose sort who just staring into cups repeatedly. <laughs> There's no use praying. Skyfather scorns us. All the other gods are gone now, slain in heaven's floor. <laughs> and <clears throat> I'm telling you, even the sacrifices anymore, nothing. No blessings, no atonements, no priests even left in the city to perform the rites now. There's no point. None of it. Heaven has abandoned us all. He's a cheery sword. Yeah. I got a seven, so I'm sure the guy I talked to is going to be much, much nicer and way, way more informative. Seems to be uh, a scribe himself, as a matter, matter of fact. And you, and you start to pick up as he becomes animated when you when you begin 
um, talking about uh, about entering the tower and 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 is fixated on on what he's seen of the architecture. And I happen to have good knowledge uh, from others of my former trade that much of the tower is connected by a system of aqueducts from these waterworks, which deliver the waters of heaven from the firmament above, distributed down throughout the tower. Why, it's possible you could quickly get all sorts of places, provided you don't mind getting a little wet, but it is a wonder to behold, I am sure, and I would be most grateful. Any description you could bring me of its workings, of the passages of it, I, I should dream of again creating such things one day. Yeah, I got you. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, up. I got a 12. This this figure um, who has uh, most, most, like half their head covered in a hood and a number of bandages over part of the rest. She, um, she speaks in sort of this half rasping tone. They say, wandering the tower too long transforms you changes you into something else altogether you might even become something not quite human and, and it seems and she like turns over suddenly and pulls down the cloth over her face and you are greeted by a mass of eyes beneath her left eye all turning about in their sockets staring um, around different places in the room and when she sees the shock on nearby faces she just starts cackling uh, although a few nearby roll their eyes uh, giving you the impression this might be uh, a somewhat tired bit at this point that she's been uh, pulling on newcomers to the taverns um, oh if you're looking for animals I, I, I have heard and I've seen them in the distance that that some of the, the wild dogs which would prowl the tower oh, intelligent beast crafty careful clever clever beast once human i believe and i and i tell you it is true that they may be human again i don't know do you <laughs> unfortunately for he uh ermanon looks up from uh, the clay tablet. He's like, he sees the eyes, pulls out mm -hmm. clay tablet, like complete boredom coating his mm. face at it. <laughs> well, um, thank you. Animals that were once men are not our target, though. Um, I appreciate it. Enjoy your drink. <laughs> and, like, turn, and, like, as soon as his back is turned, God, mother. Ugh. <laughs> All right, I had a 16. God damn. Bridget bringing the heat. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Um, this one, nobody is able to understand the language of and, and speaks uh, in, in one, one of the tongues. At first... Uh, you're trying to figure out what they're what they're talking about. They when you start talking to them and you mention the tower and their their eyes light up and pointing over to your um, to your companion to uh, to Tilhar, the priestess of Ivanana, and say, and and after a series of gestures and figuring out what they're trying to say, realizing they're gesturing to the sacred incense uh, that Tilhar 
carries and maybe maybe can slightly smell the aroma. I don't I don't know if it's um, imme immediately obvious to those nearby. And uh, the figure makes the sign of, of warding off the evil eye and um and when miraz gets a hold of like uh the scene and the bit of conversation coming over pouring pouring from a pitcher some more of the beer uh, uh talking something something about as best as i can tell beware the lurkers in the towers dark places i, I don't know un, unclean spirits of some kind and they say something about burning the temple incense may keep them at bay Yes. All right. Good to know. <clears throat> Unfortunately, nobody seems to have any particular information about these uh, these beasts of Eden. Well, ain't that motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, I think there's not much to do, but uh sleep sleep here tonight and head out in the morning to the tower um all right um so yeah so you're each gonna you're each gonna pay for one of the cots on the main floor or if you want to splurge and, and get yourself a private room and uh and maybe a temporary hp boost you could do that for two gold instead of one that is that is up to you i'm very okay. poor i'll i will stay in the common room <clears throat> i mean i'm gonna go for the for the the, the private room same yolo yeah <laughs> spending um all right so you uh you you put down your uh, your gold upon the upon the tab and as the day passes and you continue to uh to gather information from those gathered here eventually waiting for night's fall um and most of the conversation with the setting of the sun grows uh, grows a dim. Nobody seems much interested in talking past the um, past the setting of the sun. The oil lamps don't burn for long. Only the fire kept in in Miraz's uh, near near the back of the kitchen. Um, and though the night usually brings with it a deep chill, partway through the night, you all feel this temporary burst, this hot, foul-smelling wind that blast through the city streets um putting out uh the few lamps that had remained lit and you could swear that on the gust of it and, and through like the old uh, the old empty buildings that it carries echoes of something like chattering voices or laughter that are from no one here and people roll over on uneasy and they're on their mats and that, that pretty much puts a stop to any of the lingering conversation but you awake the next day refreshed those of you who got your your private chambers uh yeah what do you what do you do from here are you ready to head into the tower or did you have other business in the city I'm ready to head to the tower yeah i'm saying yeah, Tower's yeah. like, let's go tower. Yeah, tower it up. Tower ain't gonna siege itself. Yeah, <laughs> it might. Oh, we, we we could brunch first though. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not, no. I'm not paying for no. brunch, so. 
I'd go keeping keen on an empty stomach with the supplies you got with you. Yeah, I've got three days worth of rations. So, I mean, we don't have to brunch brunch, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the, you 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 do your not quite brunch brunch or whatever your preparations are, making your way across the again quiet streets um, to the the center, the unavoidable scene that dominates the city. The massive stones above, uh, even the base of this thing, this structure is gargantuan. You almost get the sense of it being built for. For, for beings larger than ordinary humans, like something like the, the, the legendary Nephilim, the, the giants who are said to be the offspring of humans and of angels. But the very base of the tower is this um, huge ziggurat, which are which Tilhar, you, re- you know and recognize as having once been a temple dedicated to Inanna, your, your goddess, the goddess of, of love and of war. And this was the foundation stone, the ziggurat with the, this huge staircase leading up to it that now serves as kind of the grand archway into the, t- the first floor of the tower and through the archway of which you know Babel's curse falls upon all who enter afresh. Okay. Is it, is it clear to go in or do I do I have to go up to it and like say some words like yes queen and get to open? It's a big open arch at the top of a very okay. high set of stairs that you can that you can go up. It'll just take you, you know, like five, ten minutes to climb climb the stairs, um, going up through the arch, and it's these um, these towering, like now now chipped and faded in many places, but like the, these be- once beautiful blue tiles that have been largely stripped away, and, and scenes of lion-like figures rearing and roaring on either side of the arch. Um, and as you all climb the stairs and, and pass through, um, what looks like a pile of rags uh, just by the archway, right as you're about to pass under the arch into the open first level of the tower, a, a grasping hand darts out and like goes for uh, for for the nearest ankle for for uh, for Sartu's um, ankle there, grasping out of it with. Um, with this uh, really, really strong grip, despite how long and thin and kind of desiccated the arm looks. And you hear a rattling, wheezing cough from under the rags. I'm going to take the, the butt of my spear and I'm going to kind of just jab him in the hand. Look him! No, please. No harm, please. Oh, take mercy. Take mercy. Take mercy on an old woman. Please, oh, oh, I beg you. That was that was kind of mean, man. I didn't know she was a lady. She just grabbed me when I was walking by. What is it with a child? I just can't believe we're dealing with this on an empty stomach. I wish oh, we had for brunch. I was like all I about bagels and locks earlier, but nobody wanted to stay for brunch. But I mean, I, that's okay too. With a mouthful of rations, I'm proud of it. Anyways, okay, we'll, we'll we'll stop at the cafe inside or something. I don't know. Um, ma'am, why are you grabbing at me? We're trying to gain riches and fame and fortune and, you know, the like. And 
she um when unfortunately when when she, when she continues her babbling um you don't recognize the words uh uh the, the, the sartu so it's it looks like it's translation from one of the tongues that that ur manan has, has has acquired but you're able to go back and back and forth getting um the story put together as she's please my granddaughter omara she hung up i i always told her there were no good those friends of ours foolhardy friends they, their own seekers they called themselves insisted that they they should enter the tower to seeking seeking a weapon a weapon of war and destruction a, a mace to carry heaven's thunder Sharur, the smasher of thousands, they called. I told her this was nonsense. She will die as so many have died or she will be changed. Um, <laughs> sorry, did she Shamir? Sharur? All right, not sure. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, and she, and she just goes on and on about this, begging you, uh, these uh, you other throne seekers, she believes you are, to to find her granddaughter, to stop her from this this foolish quest to find this this so called legendary mace, um, the smasher of thousands, and to bring her back safely, to convince her where her grandmother couldn't to return. Sure, <clears throat> we are. We're, we're, look, we have our own intention and our own goals within the tower um, that we must deal with. But if we see, if we see your uh, granddaughter, granddaughter, then sure, we will try to get her out and keep her safe and bring her to you. Oh. This is not a promise, but we will attempt to reignite, reunite the uh, the people with their families, their friends, uh, despite the curse laid at our feet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do not, don't, don't, no, do not touch me. You're welcome. Oh, oh, blessing upon you. Sun's light shine on your endeavors. All right, so you're passing through, uh, mm -hmm. le leaving the old woman behind. And as you take those few extra steps uh, beneath the threshold into this, this grand opening and the sprawling antechamber laid out before you, you feel something initially this uh, this warmth, this this tingling over you, and then it is like a wave of something unseen that washes down from the tower heights crashes into you and you you even you don't see anything but you stagger under the weight of it and it seems to slam into your very soul that like like almost laying all of you bare as this power whatever it is washes over you and each of you uh, do you uh, do you attempt to resist this change that you feel beginning in you? You feel the tower attempting to mold you with heaven's power, with the curse of chaos, um, or do you want to let it happen and just see what comes of this? I'm into it. Yeah, I feel yeah, good about it. Same. 
I'm All right. Try to, I'm going to try to fight it. Okay. Uh, so go if you were if you were trying to resist what is happening to you, push at this 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 screaming wave of, of the mythic shores that you have heard, like crashing upon the sands of your mind. Go ahead and roll me a d20 and add your will to it if you have uh, if you have a, a will bonus. I do not. And you want to get you roll a 15. All right. You are able to resist. You stem the tide. Your mind is spinning all over the place for an instant, but you steady your thoughts, step through the threshold and remain unchanged. Those of you who did not um, resist, go ahead and roll, roll me just a flat D20. You guys need a trip sitter. That's my job now. <laughs> that was a five. <clears throat> Uh, you, as you're staggering and 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 grabbing for touch, you um, maybe maybe grabbing one of your companions' arms as you don't nearly touch, don't stagger. Touch me. I grab my arm back. <laughs> uh, you you get jerk. these you get these flashes of something. You have all like all flowing through your mind. Like you're you're, you're recalling dreams. You're recalling your own dreams uh, from re from recent sleep, suddenly real and present for a moment. And those memories, it's like you're back in them. And you have like this, this need, this urge to touch the dreams of others, to find those who sleep, to, to experience their dreams. Okay. Keep uh, that I, rolled myself, a, uh, mm -hmm. I rolled a 10. Um, you are suddenly, uh, your, 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 your sense of smell is just heightened for a flash. Suddenly everybody nearby you, the, uh, the, uh, the smell of the, the old sickly woman, uh, not back, not 10 paces behind you. All of that is so much more present and pungent. Uh, the, the sweat of the, the mid morning heat, uh, from you, you and your companions and, um, and suddenly, the do you have a do you have beer or wine within your uh, within your supplies by chance? Uh, I don't do believe you? so. Oh, I do have no? wine. I have a wine skin. It doesn't say it has any wine in it, but we can assume I have wine. Yeah, yeah, presumably. The, the, yeah, if you you know filled up at at the tavern, if you wanted something to drink for the day, now smells incredibly off to you. There's something like like you. It just you get this sense of something wrong like poisonous something that will something that is bad for your body and mind you can even um even though it's not like a wasn't a strong smelling wine or anything like the mo the moment that you're um that you're un un undoing the top of that of that jar um yeah you it's like every your senses are just screaming at you poison well probably not going to drink this then and what's strange is nobody else seems to be able to smell it I rolled a seven. Uh, nothing happens immediately, but I'm going to make a note of that. Uh, you you feel that crash oh. that crash over you, um, and all of the languages that you previously knew. This goes for everyone who passed under are now confused, and I will have new ones rolled up. So the people you were able to speak to before won't necessarily be able to with the same ease. Um, 
Yeah. Does that include us or? Because you all entered at the same time, you all share. We're just sort of doing the the easy mode in that. Unless you want to spend the whole night uh, doing charades with each other to uh, to communicate. we we are always extremely annoying when we do that, so let's mm. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So because you entered entered the arch and came under the curse in this group, you do share a common tongue. So the monumental archways above you give way to this grand portico. There are statues, huge statues all across this massive antechamber that rise as pillars. The statues themselves holding up the great grand ceiling of this place in diorite columns and the creatures on the statues are like these amalgams of you 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 recognize features of animals of like lions and eagles and bulls and and rams but also great wings folded over them or, or kept behind them and eyes many eyes upon their wings and upon the uh the stylized faces of the creatures themselves in this huge chamber. Um, you can see at the far north end, there appears to be a massive stone doorway. And it seems there are additional doors to the east and the west. So every direction uh, that you can see in, the, in this huge chamber before you. What do you do? I'm going to look over to uh, Ormanon and be like, uh, what do you think? Which way do you want to go? Uh, well, uh, I I move over to the relief of the animals with the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of take a few minutes to study them um do they seem purely decorative or do you do they look like maybe i can pull some information from them so as you get close to each of them and you're examining you find that each of them do have uh or had plaques at the bottom of them there was these these like bands of cuneiform script uh, worked into the stone most of which has been defaced has been smashed to pieces at the base so there's like fragments of like the little the little cracked stone um, scattered about the floor around each of these grand columns um, however as you're searching among them you find um, half of a fragmentary uh, plaque uh, still intact. And let's, let me look at your languages real quick. Um, Okay, so we've got, um, you're the only literate one in the party, Erminon. So you'd be the only one able to describe anyway. And you currently know, if I'm not mistaken, four languages. Uh, Oh, you said I have four new languages, though. Replacing the old ones. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Um, Four languages. So for for this purpose, let's let's go ahead. Just go ahead. And do you you feel like you only have a small chance of actually recognizing this plaque? Now, before before Mm -hmm. I roll, I'd like to point out I also have uh, 
Ziskel the Apprentice mm. hanging out with me. I have a I have an NPC follower mm -hmm. uh, who may also know. Uh, I assume since he is an apprentice scribe, he may also be able to read and may know a language or two. Mm. Is he um, is he an attentive uh, apprentice? How, how would you rate him on doing you know your employee okay, no, satisfaction? Okay, are you asking mm -hmm. me as a player, or are you asking for Ermanon? Up, uh, up to you, up opinion. to you as a player, uh, or as or as a character. You know, however you want to deliver your your assessment. <laughs> I uh, think, I think, I think uh, Ziskel is desperate to please. Mm -hmm. He is. He really wants to prove he has what it takes to be a scribe. Mm. Uh, but I am an agoraphobic, um, a neurotic mess. Mm. And so uh, I have trouble believing anyone can do anything that because I'm I'm the one that does it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he's probably lagging behind in his studies because I am teaching him too slowly. Okay, so yeah, so normally he would he would be able to know no two but should we say one, one that he's confident in in this case because of how much it's been yeah. worn down and yes we had a, we had a small chance here between the two of you just rolled me a let's do a d20 again and if you get a one to five of, for your five shared languages here i got a 17 <laughs> no it's it's a mystery to you for now but there's something strange about about the plaque and about the you have the feeling that it is a name of some kind even though you're not able to like work you're trying to work out the sounds of it because whatever tongue it's in you know the the cuneiform allows you to form some of those sounds and something in the back of your mind tells you it's a name and it's important so you might want to you know you have you have the the sense of wanting to hang on to that fragment so awesome. i don't have this in my inventory but i'm going to ask for permission to have it could I have um, a way to take a rubbing? Yeah, I, like yeah. A, I think that's a reasonable thing for a scribe to carry. Uh, what, what, what would you use for that? Do you think in in uh, in this time period? Would you uh, do? You, can you do a rubbing with a skin with like a an animal? I would, I would think a uh, uh, primitive belt beans. Oh my god, dog! No, no, ma'am. No, <laughs> I'm going to do a rubbing with this pug. Oh. Would you would you like oh, us to leave the room while you do your rubbing? No, I need an audience. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say, uh, yeah, some vellum, uh, primitive vellum, uh, and charcoal. Okay, yeah, uh, would yeah. probably be what I would be using. Maybe this is your specialty. You've started realizing the the applications of. Uh... Of say of weight, some wasted leather from a set of clothing. And, oh, well, if I if I blacken it a little bit, put some of this coal. Yeah, so you can take the markings of, of it. Um, and as you're doing as you're doing the search and you're going between all the pillars, I don't know I don't know what the rest of you are up to, but you do notice, Ermanon, that um, there are carvings above each of the grand uh, doorways of of this place as well that seem to be like depictions and, and scenes of some kind. Ah. Okay, I'm going to take a small look around. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to walk and observe each, and I will tell my tell my idiot compatriots uh, <laughs> what each one kind of signifies. Like ah, you see how these this has several soldiers standing in a line wielding spears. This was the priesthood's guard. 
uh, this is where they were, you know, probably be bunked. Mm. Obviously, what I'm looking for is, um, let's see, we need a, a feather from a seraph, mm-hmm. uh, which, depending on depending on which mythology we're going with, could be a winged serpent. Um, I love those. Yeah. Uh, I believe we needed scales from a serpent as well. So it could be a two for one is what you're saying. It could, yeah, I'm saying it could be a two for one or it could be a seraph as a, a type of uh, humanoid angel, uh, depending on which, again, depending on where we're going from. Uh, and third, we need the blood of a beast of Eden. Um, so what I'm looking for is I'm looking for depictions of either seraph theme mm-hmm. or of um, beasts above the door uh i would assume that if nimrod had brought them and set them up it would be kind of a zoo-esque setup Mm -hmm. although uh obviously they could be loose and just roaming the tower overall however that's kind of what i'm looking for is i'm looking for uh some kind of uh sign that there are beasties through the door i have a question yeah. Um, are we currently sans serif then? Uh, I'll fight you, Bridget. I'll fight you. <laughs> I wanted to make that joke, but I couldn't figure out how to work it in. Good job, Bridget. Nailed it. Anytime. We're enemies now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious what the other three of you are doing as Ermanon sets about examining uh, the, car- the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the the engravings. And you all, you all hear a piercing loud like aquiline screech like a like a great bird call um that reverberates from the sky and like there's these great high like arch like windows like many many feet up uh, the walls of this chamber around the edges of the tower allowing sunlight to stream in on this hot morning and it and that that like a cry like a, of a of a bird just echoes all through here and carries about the stones and the columns around you for the moment uh, but what are you doing meanwhile while Ermanon does his investigations uh, well on my character sheet it says i have a uh, shield bearer as well um mm-hmm. so i kind of picture you know the shield bearer uh Ibenar, is a little bit like complete opposite of uh of uh Ermanon's uh little uh follower he's kind of mm. like the boss's son kind of just being forced <laughs> to go along holding the shield just kind of unattentive just kind of just staring off into nothing i'm trying to keep his attention you know being you know mm-hmm. trying to mentor him into uh becoming a great warrior and showing him all these different uh pictures and mm-hmm. words that i don't understand but it looks really cool and just kind of get on the lay of the room and he's just kind of staring off and you know, so I got to kind of keep them in line, keep them in check. So, mm-hmm. and keep them um, occupied. my follower uh, Gapar um, is, is nowhere near me right now. Um, he's uh, he's he's doing a perimeter sweep. I like to call mm-hmm. it. Um, just kind of checking any loose items around the room, any interesting looking cracks in the wall, anything that looks like it might be hiding something in there. <laughs> Okay, so as, as he does that and starts going around the far corners of the chamber, uh, you see, it starts a little bit when going behind one of the columns, like towards uh, towards the um, the northwest side of the chambers. Ah, ah. Go, Baba, go, Baba. 
pointing over at, at, at something there. Um, and it appears to be two bodies lying uh, on the ground behind one of the great pillars. And um, and they're they're laid in like this 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 mess of of filthy hay that's just scattered scattered about all over and like branches and detritus and it's just like um all over the ground here and bits and pieces of of, of plants uh, like long dried and and tiny little bones uh but the, the two bodies which look human are not moving from the look of it uh, it looks like there's a couple uh corpses we could shake out over there <clears throat> see what falls out i'll kind of give the bodies Yes. I'm going to send Ibanar over there to, you know, go check those out. And I'll be a, a couple feet behind him, just making sure he's doing it right and keeping his. Hmm. And no. he kind of ha- does he have kind of a gross style? Oh, come on. Do I have oh, to? He, yeah, he is. He is so not into any of this. He'd rather be staring at the sun or something. I don't know. He's just he just wants nothing to do with any of this stuff. So he's kind of just half ass dragging the shield as he goes up to the bodies mm-hmm. and, and uh, kind of just gives him a little nudge with his foot and then looks back and goes, Oh, uh, Sartu, uh, and, and immediately, um, you know what? Go, go ahead and give me uh, t- test. Let's test Ibanar's force of which he has no skill whatsoever. So you're just going to roll a D20, try to get, try to get 13 or better for him. Um, he is suddenly very pale and a little bit green looking after, as he like jerks back from examining the bodies. Okay, well, I rolled a nine, so he's probably not doing very well at all. Yeah, he doubles over and retches all over the floor. Just whatever not brunch contents or last night's dinner were, remained in there. Um and and keeps going and like glances back at the corpses and it looks like although the two bodies are dried out and desiccated and, and have this like kind of weathered, weathered, like long dead look to them, their cores, their cavities uh, are cavities. They are torn open. There is just, it's like their chests are split apart, long dried rib uh, bones just exposed and anything that else was in there gone, gaping holes. And there's like bits of, parchment-like, uh, you know, leathery flesh on the rest of their bodies um, and torn clothing. And they seem to be very strangely dressed. The the one of them has this, like, really, really heavy, multi-layered fur clothing uh, of a sort, including, like, around, this, around the, the almost skull-like dried face, like this huge, like, puffy... Um, some some unknown white furred animal around the lining of of his clothes, um, and this very strange looking sack strewn beside, also torn open, and bits and pieces of things on on the floor um, beside here. And the other one is in a the other unfortunate soul is in a similar condition, um, and but looks totally different. Is wearing this gleaming almost like silvery armor like strangely smooth and covering huge parts of their body uh, and there's um and, and it's it's 
dented and, and torn asunder, like at, at their center, where it also looks mm-hmm. like something just gouged out the middle of them. Um, but there's, but yeah, there's bits and pieces of it around. There's this long, like strange silvery flute of some kind, but it's like um, almost like two arms lengths long. It's like a huge long flute. Very, very strange scene. I'm going to walk up. Ibanar, what the heck is going on? Oh, go. hey, no, okay. Step aside. That's a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Um, and then point at the the large, oversized flute and stuff. <laughs> um. Ermanand, you meanwhile, you were looking at each of the doorways for each of the engravings upon there, and lo and behold, when you went to the west door, um, you did you found numerous engravings of animals, like strange, strange creatures uh, up along the sides that seem to be like frolicking and um, and engaging in like odd dances, or in some cases chasing one another or tearing into each other. And then all of you, as you're examining the scene, hear another piercing cry. Um, and you hear this distant, slow, like, like this rhythmic sound of like great, heavy wings. Uh, and there is again this um, like, like, almost like deep-throated yet screeching eagle-like cry as the most massive bird that you have ever seen lands casting a long shadow on like one of the great like uh, like open arches up above you, the view of the tower above. And with huge uh, like hawk-like eyes, glances these golden orbs down at the antechamber mm-hmm. below. Um, Are we fighting a Ziv? That's not a no. It's not <laughs> a no. <laughs> uh, it looks, well, you can say that it's bird-like and massive and ringed with these gold and red sets of feathers. Um, and it is, it turns its head like regarding you with a predatorial eye from way up there and lets out another ear-piercing cry. It's like a good 50 feet up there perched. Um, yeah, what do you what do you do about it? We should go inside, actually. We should do nothing about it except wish it a very good day, sir, is my opinion. I Where do you go? I bid you good day. <laughs> um, one of the doors you were just describing all these otherworldly features kind of frolicking and and uh i'm gonna say haberdashering just because i can't think of the word i'm trying to think for so Mm -hmm. they're making each other hats great Um, oh okay yeah yeah i think we should go we should go through that we should go through uh that pathway that doorway i could use a new hat yeah same yeah All right, that's the that's the one to the west, and you go uh, to press against it, and you feel this heavy stone door grind slowly um, against uh, like the against the floor that is like built up with all this rubble and, and debris there, and it starts moving, and then it 
stops like wedge there and it feels like it's gonna take uh some strength to get it open which i don't think is your strong suit Irmanon, necessarily don't, hey, like, don't judge me that's the force <laughs> i flex this mental muscle mm. but also maybe someone who's stronger than me uh maybe come give this a, a pushy push i'll give it a pushy push and yeah, my force is a whopping zero. <laughs> All right, do you want to do you want to combine your your efforts here uh, as you as you head over and uh, who's got the, so 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 if Star Two is doing, uh, you can go with and you, do you have Ebenar helping you too? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I'm putting the yeah, yeah. All right, so oh. go ahead and roll me a test of force with a, with advantage. Oh. So you can roll twice on there, trying to get that uh, thirteen or higher. Is our magic uh, I here? Have two seventeens. All right. Dang. Yeah, you shove that thing Come open. Over to help me. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, rubble be damned, pushing like stones and debris inside away on the other side, and the the huge avian creature lets out a screech at the sudden noise and commotion downs below, and launches itself and starts. Flying above this this huge room, this this antechamber, um, and kind of like half lumbering um, uh, beats for like it's incredible that a creature of its size can keep aloft as it kind of like starts soaring in the circle above you, and you hear a second cry, very similar in the distance, to which this one like like almost in call and response from somewhere up in the sky. Uh, so yeah, what do you what do y'all do? I recommend we go the <laughs> fucking side. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, make myself as small as possible and go inside. Yeah, I, unless it's some kind of new language that we haven't learned how to translate yet, can we just mm -hmm. let out a real quick caca and see if it like reacts? Hmm. Smart. Is it caca? Um, yeah, just like just top of your top of your life. Yeah. <laughs> um. That gets uh, another predatorial shriek uh, from the creature. Um, and I don't think that meant what you thought it meant. It uh, start, well. And it starts to dive uh, <clears throat> down, and it is a rushing speed. Uh, as you all hightail it through that that door mm -hmm. that you've just just shoved open there, the huge uh, huge moving stone. Yep. Um, and uh, and maybe just keeping it like not quite slammed open enough uh, for this thing as you get on the other side and it smashes down. You hear the scrabbling of massive talons against stone, like the screeching of that on on the stone and the call of the other beast. And it is uh, it, it carries on like that for a moment, but it doesn't seem to be making any progress and pushing the thing open further and you find yourselves on the on the other side you know backs backs against it and momentary safety hearing many other sudden screeching bird calls like dozens if not hundreds of them um uh, like like the chittering of insects and a like cacophony of roars and of and of additional like higher pitched screeching from something that's like not a bird, but you're not really, not really sure. There are 
this place is just lush with life in here in, in the chamber that you're in now. There are, there's probably more green than you've ever seen in your lives. Huge leaves and trees and bushes all over and, um, and flowers in, in numerous colors, um, all in along this long, like winding pathway between bars, like great, um, gilded bars of, these massive cages, each containing like all this life, all all these plants and and cries of of confused animals. I'm just saying this would be a great place to hide a beast of Eden. Yeah, in a nursery sounds like mm-hmm. a plan. Yeah. Does anyone know how to call a beast of Eden? No, we saw what happened last time when we tried talking to the bird thing. So. Yeah, it, it came running, for, so we try it again. Kaka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, top of your lungs, just scree- scree- calling yeah, out I'm to gonna, the I'm going to use my slip into shadows ability here. <laughs> it's just a- just in case, yeah, yeah. Finding a dark spot in the corner under yeah. near, near some of the taller the tree Blade. trees within the cages. Um, there is a, like a sudden, like an addition, additional screeching from nearby and like in, in behind some of, some of the cages, these, um, bizarre little creatures are, are all like suddenly leaping from the trees and jumping around and grabbing on the bars, almost like, like, like with almost human like little hands and like strangely nearly human faces. Some of them have long tails though, grasping on things, um, uh, like overgrown, like, like person rats or something. It's a really strange sight, uh, for, uh, for this part of the world, um, agitated by the noise in here. Uh, so you're describing monkeys. God, I hate monkeys. Yeah, sounds oh. more like <laughs> lemurs, which are more adorable. Yeah. Uh, Who by means far. lemurs? <clears throat> rat-faced, human-faced rat things with little graspy hands. You're describing <laughs> monkeys. Ugh, monkeys. Um, I offer it a ration. hated monkeys. Yeah, Ooh. I don't. Monkeys mm. creep me out. I, I look at really? one of my followers, of which I realize about uh, when you guys bring it up that I have two. I'm like, go give it a ration. <laughs> what 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 kind? What, what do we? I, I want a lemur. I want a little friend. <laughs> <laughs> what what sort of food are you offering it? Um, uh, what kind of rations do we have? I have three days worth. Is it like a biscuit? Is it like dried fruit? Um, yeah, could be. Could be that dried dried meat. Could yeah. Could be a. Uh... Uh, they're lunchables. Mm. Yes, <laughs> Bronze Age lunchables. <laughs> uh, well, the the creatures exceptionally and immediately are like tearing at the the strips of the. Uh, you said well, you said biscuit or or uh, dried fruit and things, and, yeah. and yeah, yeah, uh, fighting fighting with each other, rolling around. Um, but um, uh, you hear you hear distant roar from somewhere farther back uh, in the chamber, and these creatures just freak out again. They dash back into the trees, taking uh, taking the food that you've given them. Um, has anybody actually said anything at this point? No, you you just made various animal noises, I guess. Oh no, you were talking to your uh, yeah. <laughs> to your acolytes to uh, yeah. to 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 right. Um, yeah. Well, he... and Lumish. I probably said those wrong. 
Yeah, what's their deal? What's the, what's their vibe? Um, well, they're the Alkalide, one gold slash weak. And they're also the Alkalide, one gold slash weak. Um, uh, their descendant will later uh, adopt the surname Ham Fund. And uh, mm. um, yeah, but that's not them yet. Mm. Uh, well, as they as they pull back from the bars, having having given, give this thing in there, you hear this uh, this chattering, um, not of whatever the rat like human sort of vaguely human faced cre- creatures are, but something that sounds much more human from one of the other cages, uh, and, and 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 like just filled with with greenery on the other side. It would be. Like like some something from in the trees and and then suddenly multiple voices talking in hushed tones and, and hiding and uh and then suddenly three figures burst uh, out of that foliage and are wide-eyed seeing you beyond the bars they they grab the bars from the inside and are just chatter like o- over top of one another just just babbling calling out seeming really agitated and and trying to get your attention anybody catch what they're saying no i don't think uh, so i heard it no uh, none yeah of, none of you uh none of you speak their languages it doesn't seem they don't seem too happy so i mean they're in cages yeah i mean i find in in life when someone is caged not as happy Mm. should we let them out of said cage or should we i don't see a reason why not yet anyone have a reason not to let them out of their cages kind of i'm kind of a dick but other than that no (laughs) I'll send uh, Ivanar to open up the cages. Go get open, open the cage. Let them out. How? This is part of exploring. This is part of learning. Go learn. Okay, okay. I have to. It uh, goes over and starts like pulling on it, like like trying to find it. The bars, like where where there's some of give on there, and the and the three figures in inside. Um, they they hear an, like another one of those roars from somewhere across uh, the menagerie, and they they suddenly stop stark still and are like crouching down behind the bars, like glancing glancing to their left, like towards the uh, towards the, the north side of the chamber. Um, it is a very deep throated, uh, disturbing sound, and even our is. Feeling away at the at the bits of the bars, and find, uh, it seems like this is a door or something. I don't I don't know, but it's, it's stuck. It's got this, and he's like trying, like yanking on it. Um, and it's it seems like it's got these heavy bronze chains, like linked around it. There, uh, it's coming together in this bizarre cylindrical contraption with the, these like strange um, holes, like almost fluted like all along different parts of it and they're they're almost like in these little wedge like rows up and down uh which one of you perhaps because of their background and and interest 
recognizes as one of these one of these newfangled inventions of the the artificers, the magicians of Nimrod's Tower, um, an incredible piece of technology called a lock. Not trust, not trust that at all. Lock, huh? Rhymes with rock. I've got a lock picking skill. Oh, that's way better than my plan. I mean, <laughs> if it fails, we'll go rock. I'm yeah. just saying. Use all your resources. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of this like uh, like long again like fluted tube like thing with these different like movable wedges that you've got a normal now the proper device for this thing the key would be oh, about uh, yay large usually carry it over your shoulder it has all these long spindles out of it so you kind of got to work with whatever tools you've got fitting fitting things in and trying to uh, trying to adjust these wedges to the right angle uh, do you want to go ahead and roll me a finesse um, which I believe you have a bonus in trying to get a 13 or higher there okay let's try this Ooh, 16. You make real short work of that. Um, yeah, just like it, you, you make it look easy. Click, clicking away at this thing, shoving implements, here, maybe your daggers and um, whatever other uh, bits and pieces you the have. The grabber guy, I'm using him mostly just to, yeah. yeah. Shove his fingers into different yeah. parts of it. And yeah, you get the get those angles covered. Um and it uh, clanks open, a heavy sound swinging off uh, the cage, and uh, just uh, crying out like like some of the, like two of them have like tears streaming down their face as the the haggard figures um, rush rush out of there. Um, uh, just babbling babbling away. Uh, they got like. Um, the, the two men, their beards are like grown long at this point, their hair wild, wild and matted. Uh, and they are, seems like profusely thanking you recognize just a few words in, in the midst of all of it. The blessing of the blessing of some of the fallen gods. You catch, you catch the, the name of Sin in there, uh, and of Inanna uh, actually uh, upon you, but they, uh, they hear the other sounds of whatever it is that's producing those occasional roars north in the chamber, and they start booking it towards the east, towards where where you just came from. And the heavy spoon door. The birds? No. Uh, point oh, that way, caca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for uh, this. Uh, turning around, the confused. Caca. They'll be fine. Yeah, no, it's they got away. Caca. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, so you're doing like a throat slitting motion mm -hmm. while uh, I'm like while, that thing. Uh, um, like they, they seem desperate but confused and have no idea what to do uh, with Same. your with your warning yeah. going there. It's a whole right. mood right now. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I let them know. No, not my problem anymore. Not my circus, not my my lemurs, my, mm -hmm. my human-faced rat monsters. <laughs> um, do we notice any um, movement from where that large roar came from to the north? Of, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's like th this cage um, <laughs> is like a huge enclosure that goes uh, for something like fifty feet at least before it looks like the bars of the next begin and. 
um, and you can hear something heavily breathing in in the foliage uh, behind the bars here, and and almost like this deep throated purr, like this low rumbling of. Uh, um, not not dissimilar to the, the few of you who might ever have heard a, heard a cat before, but uh, you're starting to get the picture of some sort of giant uh, feline of some kind behind here. Okay, some I think with this cat. one we want to do a pss, pss, pss instead of a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that checks out. Um, and... Let's see. As you are approaching it, um, because it's been about a turn's length here, um, you suddenly have to grab for your footing as everything begins tremoring around you. Uh, This unfamiliar feeling like the ground is shaking, loose masonry like little bits of pebbles begin to fall down the plumes of dust from the ceiling all around you and the cages which rise high towards the ceiling begin to screech and churn the sound of metal kind of grinding and twisting against the shaking of the tower about you this seems fine yeah what could possibly go wrong with this just comprehend it Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> Besides contemplate and comprehend. Mm-hmm. Um, keep going up. Yeah. yeah. Try Upwards. to. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, just uh, just uh, look at looking around the menagerie, like moving the moving the paces between the different cages while while the world shakes around you. That seems try to, to be our mo. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. try to get it through there as safely and quickly as possible. Um, okay, uh, well, you make your way down the pathways, and you and after a moment, fortunately, the shaking ceases and. There's a moment where everything has gone kind of silent after all the animals freaking out a moment earlier. Um, and in, 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 in the quiet, um, you can, you know, you, you make, you make your way around these paths and the other cages and you have this moment of silence before all the, all the roars and sounds start coming, coming in again, the animals freaking out at the disturbance. Um, but you see something strange behind some of the bars in the North. You don't find any other doors out of here. The pathways all sort of turn in and on themselves and all seem to lead looping back towards the entrance. You came in and these, these wide circles around the cages, but you do find something interesting behind some of the bars, uh, this this huge nest of leaves, um, like like laid out, um, uh, like the, these big spread wide green leaves in this central depression, with four huge mottled eggs uh, lying in the center of it, um, mm. behind the set of bars. There, we were talking about brunch earlier. Um, mm. I just. Uh, Oh, are we thinking did. omelets? Ooh, omelets. Yeah. <laughs> At least one big omelet. Yeah, yeah. Big. So something laid these is going to come back here, and yeah. uh, we'll have smelled us near its eggs. We should not 
So we're not going for omelets? Um, normally, I would say hungry, yes. But, you yeah. know, had rations. And, I would say um, with how much time we have remaining, let's make some mm -hmm. omelets. Mm. And see what happens. I don't disagree. Okay. All right, so you can kind of like reach and uh, the more slender of you get your arms through the bars down towards uh, the eggs at the center of, of this clutch here. I think that sounds like and, something that um, that Ziskel the Apprentice would want to do. Mm -hmm. um, seems absolutely thrilled by it uh, with a nervous, nervous looks back and forth, reaching a, a, a shaking arm in looking all about the enclosure grabbing one and then like almost fumbling and dropping the thing but but getting it out and it is uh and, and yanking his arm back and nothing 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 moves inside the enclosure that you can see um but the thing the egg that he's holding like uh yay yay tall uh, kind of like strangely cylindrical and almost has this like leathery feel to the outside of it doesn't have that smoothness of like a chicken or hardness of a chicken egg shell I'm going to elbow nudge uh, Ivanar's like, why can't you act like him? Come on. Mm. Pull your weight. <laughs> it's, you keep putting all this pressure on me. and We haven't <laughs> done anything. We've barely walked in here. Yeah, there was a big screeching bird and there's a couple dead bodies, but come on. I, I thought we were just going to have to hold the shield and you're supposed to do everything. I don't want to. How are you know supposed to learn? <sighs> Never mind. We'll talk later. Yeah, that follower therapy bill has got to be. Mm. <laughs> we're not paying for therapy but it's, not, it's not covered well outside the benefits package <laughs> Bronze's Bronze Age benefits package uh, for mm. apprentices not great it turns out yeah. <laughs> you get to keep your job until you die mm -hmm. <laughs> until you don't this <laughs> seems Fine, right? Mm -hmm. like we're mm -hmm. we're fine. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not pretty questionable fine. at all. We just no. have a reptile egg that's very big. Um, well, even our uh, like amidst the conversations, um, is not the one who notices. It looks like it's uh, Ishala and Lumesh suddenly like pulling at your um at your priestly robes and and drawing attention to the fact that about twenty paces uh, to your right, like curving curving around that the door to this cage enclosure is uh not only wide open it looks to be torn clean off uh, yeah well, no worries there hey don't birds lay eggs yeah but ones with hard shells and not softer leathery oh, ones like this look at mr i know everything about mm -hmm. birds mm -hmm. um you know I've seen a cloaca or two in my day. Would not brag about that. Uh, <laughs> that's one. Yeah. That's what do you do? You gotta go, grab the other two eggs or make a meal with this one or what, what, what's the what's the plan Let's here? Take all the eggs with us. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. I think. Good right. job, Bernard. Go get an egg. Get in there. Go get an egg. Don't let them show you up. Go. <laughs> Um, okay. This will show him up. <laughs> Ladies, you're doing great, and uh, I just appreciate you being here with me. <laughs> and so we have supportive. now shown you every kind of boss that exists from the Bronze Age till today. <laughs> <laughs> 
then we have to go inside the thing. Do we can we just grab it from here like like he did before? And and, and then Ziskal manages to reach in and get the second of the two out. And that is when uh, you hear something from within the enclosure behind like the masses of plant matter and vines and everything hanging here. This this deep throaty kind of like this hissing and reverberation of some kind a like a clacking of a throat it is a very strange sound um partly reminiscent for any of you that have ever traveled far and wide enough or seen like a, seen a crocodile brought here but there's something different about it um and you do begin to hear rustling and moving uh in in the foliage inside this enclosure something is moving towards you what do you do um we could offer it beer well i'll get into a defensive position and kind of nudge ibanar to do the same along with the uh the proffered beer uh the 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 carrot and the stick yes in this situation um and uh what about uh what about Kubaba? Are you sticking to the shadows? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna is, is this, I'm gonna watch and see how this plays out before I make a decision on my next move. As this um long, at first like almost avian looking uh like shaggy head um pokes through the trees on this uh like this kind of like um I, I don't know what the word is i guess undulating is the motion like up and down this long neck emerging and looking around with almost a bird like eyes and long something like beaked malice but you see rows of sharp serrated teeth along the beak and a serpentine body that emerges out uh, from the trees on these slender curved taloned legs um, like kind of swaying in this motion um, and a long thick wicked tail out behind as it smelling the air for a second like turns its head there's one of the eyes focused on you sees the eggs and the the the, the throaty shriek uh, that comes from this thing um as it charges forward and smashes into the cage bars before you and lifting its arms like the the front limbs of the thing they are these like leathery flaps that spread out into some kind of strange like wing as it grips against the bar shrieking and then starts scurrying along the edge towards the uh towards the opening that you see hanging open over there it's uh in the vicinity of of about 11 12 feet long snout uh, like 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 Beak and fangs to tail. What do you do? Cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What do I got? I got some stuff. I uh, I have three hours worth of oil. Would we say that's this much? This much? This much? I think the second one you had, kind of there. Yeah, yeah. That there thereabouts. Okay. 
Hmm. I've got blinding powder. Are we thinking burn it with fire? I would point out that it is Hanukkah, and ergo, mm. the oil should last for longer. Mm. And <laughs> have more. I can't just, argue with that. Just yeah. saying. Uh, but now that Hanukkah is over, does that mean there's no oil left uh, to go around? Only if it results in a really funny death. Because <laughs> then that's, that's, you know, that's a miracle, mm. a different kind of miracle where everyone gold. Can I, mm. can I consult my scrying bones in this manner of panic? <laughs> <laughs> to see if it gives me any insight. I like that he, he pauses to cry. That's uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Do you want do you want to do you, do you want to roll them like let's say like two d sixes or something and, sure. and see, see what they tell you about about the situation? So roll two d six. Yeah, you got these little carved bones. It's a one and a four. Um, very bad portents for the most part. <laughs> no, not, 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 not great, friend. Yeah. All right. Ladies, I looked at my uh, my bones here, and uh, I think it says that we're fucked. <laughs> Don't tell the others. <laughs> Just us three need to know this, and uh, we we can hear you. We're all right here. Shit. Well, I have three hours worth of oil. Any others mm -hmm. have a plan? I've got blinding powder. <laughs> I could blind it. Let's blind it. Okay. Blind it. Burn yeah. it with fire. Heck yeah. And we poke it till it's dead. All right. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna take that. You're just gonna throw the oil jar at it and hope that it catches fire. Um, uh, I'm thinking we blind or... it first. Then while it's blind it, we hit it with the oil and then a torch and then or a lamp. As I also have a lamp. I have a lamp and oil as well too. So. But the torch is more disposable. Keep your lamp. Get another lamp. We top the lamps off. Then we use the rest of the oil mm. to cover the, the, the pterodactyl. Um, okay, so with with Kubaba's so blind, blinding first, right? Is what, what I heard. You've got this kind kind of you got this little like fragile pot of the stuff that's like really really um, nasty powder. If it gets in your eyes, like agitates the hell out of them, makes it almost impossible to see do you want to like throw the pot at the thing's face or try to get yeah. a hand, grab a handful Hit it right it in the nose if i can all right um go go ahead and roll me a test of your finesse and that's going to be against like however fast its defenses are yeah and it's moving pretty fast and it's serpentining a lot a uh at a rate of 16 actually so okay. if you can if you can get that or higher okay no pressure. You're doing great. 20! Nice! As the pot shatters on the face of the thing, it's it like lets out this like a reverberating throat cry and you see this like red like vibrant red and and green fringed flap beneath it um shrieking in in pain as it's it just explodes from this pot into its eyes of of this uh nasty powder and it's shaking its head all over the place and still charging forward at, at all of you blindly on on these like long limbs with that that, that, that stretchy 
musty, like leathery sub- substance between them, shaking its head all around, unable to see. And now we have uh, you try smashing it with the or you poured the oil all around the floor in front here. Is that right? Where it's right where it's charging. Is that the case? I mean, that would make sense. I was thinking we would spray it on it after it was blinded. Oh, sure. But, but I appreciate this better idea. <laughs> <laughs> of having lit the floor, of uh, port, port it on the floor. Well, it's up to you. Yeah, whatever whatever process you want to go. Um, I mean, if we get the floor oily first, it's just going to slip while blinded, and then we can burn it. Yes. Mm, yeah. This is the yes. better idea. Okay, so you see, so you've done that. Smashed. I think several of you have oil jars. Did you want to mm-hmm. like smash one of them and then with keep the lit jar to throw in to catch it all on fire? Uh, yes. Yeah. Same. That sounds like a great plan. Um, I want to I want to remind everyone that what we're essentially doing is creating Stone Age Molotovs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but as this is a fantasy game, if anyone would like to shout. Fuck it, I cast fireball while we do this. <laughs> Are you the one that has the fuck it, I cast fireball spell? I am the one who no? tends to have the fuck it, I cast fireball mentality. So, mm. yeah, fuck it, I cast fireball. <laughs> well, you are capable of performing magic with the, oh, the, ba- the babble stones. Oh, yeah. that <laughs> that that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's why I was shocked that he was like, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, 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 okay. I have. Uh, I, the way I understand it is I can combine the words of my Babel mm-hmm. Spoons. Uh, I yep. have Force, Fire, and Wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think equals Fireball, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that sounds to me. <laughs> yeah, no, Matt checks uh, out. So, so fuck it. I cast Fireball. <laughs> Do it, do it. All right. So forming that that <laughs> that sentence there, that declaration, the force flame wind uh, between as you so the the way that the the magic works, uh, you have this aura of Malam about you, which is the power that is carried by heroes that imbues the stones of this place. It's like the quality of being God touched. Um, if you want to do that on, on the oil, describe how you, it sounds, you're, you're trying to like blow up a fireball here. So I'm pretty, uh, that's, that's the picture I have of what you're trying to do. That sounds, yep. that sounds so, pretty So my clear. goal is to, um, I am, I am infusing this, this mm-hmm. bowl of oil, right? Yep. With, with fire, ele- like divine elemental fire as I lob it. Uh, the force is when it hits, it's going to forcefully explode, expanding mm-hmm. the fireball. And the uh, wind part uh, is allowing me to get it over there because I do not have very. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a strong man. Yeah. <laughs> so that, okay. is, that is the spell. It is it is carrying it to its destination and then causing it to uh, explode with great force. So you're you're gonna roll us two mana dice, which are each a d6 together, and higher is more power. But if you get doubles, uh, the thing the the tablets shatter; they explode on you. Uh, uh, I did not get doubles. I got a five and a six. All right, uh, for a total of 11 damage as so we got the oil slicked floor here we got the blind shrieking creature rushing towards you are you waiting till it's right about to get onto the oil uh, uh yeah i'm mm-hmm. waiting till i can see the whites of its eyes mm. um, 
they're pretty red and bloodshot right now, I think, from uh yeah. from then I'm know, going to wait until uh, I can maximize damage. <laughs> on account of the blinding powder. All right, so you do that. Uh and uh and it explodes upon the oil as you speak the words, you uh you bring the power of that's in the stones to life, you form this command of of heaven to change reality here, and it explodes in a torrent of fire, catching the floor on fire, which the thing in its momentum, even as it feels the heat, it can't stop itself plunging into and sliding on this fiery oil slick that bursts to life. Um, and just this plume of flame coming up, you can smell the searing flesh of the thing. Um, and in fact, let me find out what its health is looking like here. Crucial question. Um, as it stumbles, shrieking, sliding, sliding in the oil, burning with fire. And uh, this is a pretty big conflagration here. And there's um, also a lot of brush and underbrush and, and uh, plant matter all around here, including the nesting materials and everything. Um, roll me a just roll me a straight D6 to see how big this fire gets, because on a six, it's going to get bigger. On a one, it's going to start dying out as it I'm gets so happy. Did you guess what I rolled? No, never. I rolled a six, baby. (laughs) As the flames rush and lap out onto the dry underbrush around the nesting material that you just grabbed the eggs from and the base, the bases of the trees and some of the drier, uh, like, uh, like vines hanging down, everything is starting to go up in flame and billowing smoke from all the green leaves above as the creature is writhing and shrieking. Did I, I'm assuming Ali kind of want to get out of its sliding way there where it's, yeah. No yeah. Charging what I do instead of getting out of the way, I'm going to grab <laughs> yes. Ibanar by the waist as he's holding the shield in front of him and holding him as a shield with the spear, and I'm going to charge at the flailing body to stab and use him as a human shield because I've That's not been—I've uh, mm-hmm. not been very impressed with his uh, with his uh, work ethic, and it's going on his evaluation uh, after said adventure. <laughs> Master, what are you doing? This guy, like, you just got it. You got to buy yeah. the, the waist with the shield there as he yeah. just screams and with both hands, like tries to hold the, the shield out in, in, in front of him and by uh, by default in front of you as well. In that case, exactly. like, go, go ahead and give me a test of force with that stab okay. uh, that you're doing here. Uh, it's a 12 um, on the die plus two, so that's 14. That is that is going to hit on this writh- writhing thing and deal. You deal are you're oh you're not two handing. Uh, I am not two handing, unfortunately. Uh, so just roll roll me a d8 for damage there. Alrighty. Uh, uh, that's and, a six. And you add your two force to it again for eight damage as you just you were you were stabbing into the gullet of the thing was that yes. that right yeah yeah that uh, big inflamed area underneath is a. Uh, chin repeatedly piercing o- over and over as it's as its strange cries die out and it's just 
within a moment, a, a flaming carcass uh, and the the smell of roasting something not entirely unlike chicken begins to fill fill the air amidst the 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 very smoky aroma coming from the now blazing forest fire in the menagerie in front of you that looks like it's starting to lap and spread to the nearby cages and it's getting kind of hard to breathe in here uh, amidst the billowing smoke. I dash forward and um, let's see here. Do, do, do. Oh, uh, I dump out the wine from my uh, wineskin as I run up and uh, push the mouth of my wineskin to the creature's wound. Mm, okay. Getting some of that now. Uh, now it is on fire, and it's in a. It's in a. An I didn't say it was good fire, man, Caleb. I said I knew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you shove your hands in. You're getting. You're trying to get as much of the blood you can as the the flames lap at lap at you, and you take d6 damage from the flames. Uh, can yeah. I use Ivanar to put out the flames? Just like you can try. It's like, like it's a like lot of flames. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Do you, you want me to roll damage, or do you? You could roll. You could go ahead and roll it. I took, I took one. Okay. Yeah. You just get a brief singe as you get your your hands out, out of there. Uh, not too bad at all with uh, with blood wine in place of um, what you had in your jar there before. Um, and that fire is, wouldn't you know it, getting larger. There's sh like so much shrieking and cries of the animal in this the animals in this place. The rattling of the other bars. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> from the open bars, that the chamber that you rescued the three uh, haggard prisoners in, there is like this this bugle-like sound as you see rushing out from in that that underbrush these three enormous deer, like led by this the tallest stag you have ever seen, rack rising uh like like 12 feet above um as it as they go they go careening out and being like towards the towards that stone door that you left just slightly partway open and struggling and trying and failing to get their their bulk throughout that side as they as they turn in a panic and start stampeding this way amidst all the shrieks of uh all the other creatures in the cages in here can we free the lemurs please Yes. <laughs> I say free the lemurs. Mm -hmm. I will free the lemurs. Uh, rushing over Keeps to there. Lemurs, they're different. <laughs> you want to give me another quick lockpick attempt on, on okay. that cage? Uh, see how that goes? Six. Um, uh, not good. You're, you're no. just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> struggling with it, and it turns out to be a somewhat difficult enterprise trying to get this lock undone. As the screeching, panicked creatures trying to flee the flames inside are like scratching and clawing and yanking at your at your face and at your uh, at your at your hood and trying your hair and trying to uh, and really really do a number on uh, on you there. Um, and the flames are coming in behind them. Uh, the the three enormous deer and stag are stampeding your direction, all of you, down the main path. Uh, the cage is still locked. What do you do? I'm still going to hold Ivanar in front of me and uh -huh. I'm going to hold, hold a defensive stance and try not to get stampeded. Mm -hmm. Can we try to direct them at the the gate to the lemurs oh, yeah, to see if the, the deer will bust through? Mm -hmm. 
freeing the oh. lemurs. Yeah, that's actually a better idea. Okay. Yeah, and they're in their panic. So you're, you're trying to like kind of get on either side and have the uh, weapons drawn. Yeah. 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 Drive drive them that way. Um, that is that. Yeah. I have no idea how well this is going to turn out in their panic. Uh, I am just going to roll a two d six on on this one to see which way they go as they start freaking freaking out and whether they're going to come stampeding onto you uh, or where you, or away from your weapons because they are significantly larger than you as it turns out. Mm-hmm. All right, so two d six, seven and up is good. Ten and up is much better. And we got, we got a twelve here. Ooh. Fantastic success. Uh, as you drive and like, I don't know if you're calling out things like like goat herds trying to sh- direct their path, they led by the enormous white stag smash uh, into the lock. Uh, they're rend- they don't not only like tear the chains, but mangling the bars and, and like creating this um smashed opening wide enough that the lemurs and the monkeys start pouring out uh, no, not large, the monkeys. No, no. large <laughs> number oh, oh get those back in there <laughs> <laughs> to kick them back into the cage <laughs> just <laughs> the lemurs all i want <laughs> they start hightailing it uh, for the exit the stag is like like panicking and it's and it's um, and its rack is stuck in in the uh, in in the cage, like in the bars there, um, as the two does beside it are just in a confused panic, uh, stamping and trying to look for a way out of here, uh, which probably all of you are going to want to be doing as the wall of flames is basically on all sides of you now. Um, hmm. um, or do so you want to? Yeah. There's just the one door we know of that led us into here, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, fire or bird thing, and maybe the deer can distract the bird for us to get the heck out. <laughs> I think that's probably the right plan, the right play. Yeah. All right. I, I, mm-hmm. I grab a lemur, I put it on my shoulder, and I go, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see how it uh, it reacts amidst its panic here. Oh, gosh. Um, it, uh, it, it it like it goes into stunned confusion on on its face, like why like wide strange like ring ringed eyes as you as you grab it and put it there, and it's just like confused, cowed, and stunned into silence. Where it was shrieking a moment there, but it grips with all of its little might onto your shoulder uh, as you go charging eastward towards the door you came through. And are you all like trying to get that stone door open far enough that the deer are going to be able to come? stampeding out because they tried to come this way before and you had only like cracked it open um yeah or you just get the door out. open just enough so that we can have the deer come through and hopefully not get ran over but more than likely get ran over because you know confusion mm-hmm. all right uh so you all is like rushing combining your strength shoving that door through the rubble the rest of the way open out into the enormous antechamber and uh, and two massive bird-like creatures interrupt uh, the very intimate activity they seem to be engaged in with like a sudden shriek oh. and an opening of opening of wings as you come pouring out and along with all the billowing smoke into this antechamber and the shrieking hurt like horde of of primates that come pouring in into this chamber. Um, Followed by you and the rushing, stampeding deer, 
two very perplexed uh, giant birds, whatever they may be, give each other a glance before alighting with a hungry cry and making their way towards the uh, the barbecue and smorgasbord that is now uh, moving in their direction. Whereas I assume all of you are hightailing it for the tower exits that you came through. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, back down past the noise, feeling a, a chill in your bones as you pass under the archway, the memory of what it did to you uh, in entering and you catch a glimpse in this carnage in, in, in there and the eagles going for going for the animals and some of them escaping down with you and over the stairs of the other doors opening on the eastern side of that amphitheater chamber and four very strange giant bearded and armored figures emerging like spears aloft and great shields held held before them a look of alertness and awareness in their eyes and massive scorpion-like bodies scrabbling uh, beneath them as they emerge. But that's all business for another day as you are getting the hell out of here and down uh, down the stairs, out of the tower, um, leaving the smells and flames behind back into the city of a thousand tongues, um, which even though we only made it two chambers deep into the tower seems um, a good place to wrap things up here in in bringing back what you found <clears throat> to the alchemist right you got uh, you got some some things with you besides three very strange eggs right uh, mm-hmm. and you grab some blood from the dying um, serpentine creature and it would seem like you're only missing one thing. Uh, this is this is notable progress, and on your very first entry, and I must say, I am rather pleased that you all appear to be very much intact and not much the stranger for your journey. Yes, I think we will do great things together, very great things indeed, and I think you will find the tower will have changed very much upon your next entry, for that that is the way of it in its curse to be ever-changing. Any, mm. any final Are business we... that you're all attending to uh, in your postscript here? Oh, just getting a little outfit for my new little guy. Oh, your traumatized lemur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a vest would be appropriate, but mm-hmm. also maybe a tutu. Or a fez? Mm, yeah, definitely a fez. Forget about that. Yeah. Same. That's it. That's every what everybody spends like their 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 hard won gold and the next couple of days just uh, just decking out this this lemur's wardrobe. Well, yeah, he's our yeah. mascot now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I am leaving the party. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for primate related reasons. Friends, uh, oh. this has been let us build a tower which uh not only is it on kickstarter for another week if you're watching this on the day uh friends it just passed the 14 thousand dollar stretch goal Ooh. um nice. Knocking, Very nice knocking my current um uh record out by uh several thousand dollars congratulations caleb uh 
obviously this is a blast we had a lot of fun uh mm-hmm. it's near and dear to my heart as kind of biblical uh uh related storytelling is obviously something i am uh very happy for uh but if you are watching this on the VOD, the link to the Kickstarter is going to be in the show notes. And on that note, and kind of just as important, is noting that if you watch this and it is outside of that time when it's live on Kickstarter, <clears throat> I bet that link will still, like, on the Kickstarter page, the little, like, link where you would normally back will probably be a link to where you can pre-order or go to the backer kit. Or once it's available, you can just mm-hmm. buy it. Um, so if you see it outside this week, do not fret, uh, do not think you cannot still support the game because you totally, totally can. Um, so, uh, we do have a couple of announcements. Uh, Kevin Welch, uh, uh, you have edited and put together a new episode of the acclaimed podcast, A Flail to the Face, um, this episode starring Rugos Khan, a good friend of mine, incredible artist, great game designer, uh, amazing guy. Uh, so check that out. Uh, earlier episodes include uh, cameos from yours truly, as well mm-hmm. as the one and only Johan Noor, uh, one half of the creative force behind Morkborg. So definitely check that out. Uh in a couple of days, uh, this coming Sunday, Low Blasphemy by Judith Sonnet drops. Uh, it is extreme horror slash splatterpunk um, involving blasphemy, and it's a pretty good time. If you like good writing, Judith Sonnet is kind of a dynamo. In January, we'll be dropping uh, Porcelain by Nate Southerd. Um Porcelain is hands down one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, when I heard that it was out of print, I went up to Nate and I said, here's a contract. Let me bring this book back into print. It's incredible. New cover, new edit. It's a great, going to be a great edition. So please, please, please check that out. Uh, also in January, January 19th, to be exact, um, my next book, The Unclean Ooh. Verses, is going to be uh, dropping. That's from D&T Publishing. Uh, it is. It has all the trigger warnings, y'all. Um, it, it's going to be a lot. So if you have any kind of reservations about extreme horror or splatterpunk, maybe skip this one. I have other books you can read that are not splatterpunk. Uh, so uh, that's that news. Um, I also wanted to say, um, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoy this kind of like bronze age uh mysticism kind of weird fancy sci-fi thing please check out giant robots of babel by maxwell bauman um uh we published that a few years ago maxwell bauman's an incredible author uh if you like like big o and neon evangelion neon genesis evangelion Uh i don't know uh Check out Giant Robots of Babel. Back this on Kickstarter. Um, I think Beyond the Pale has already uh, passed its Kickstarting uh, thing, but I'll be writing a zine for that uh, with Jewish mysticism. So lots of cool 
like biblical historical stuff going five on hours, right now. Five hours to go. I'm beyond the pale. Five hours to go. Oh, right, now, now is the time. Now is the time to back it right now. And if you back at a certain level, you can get a monster hunting kit from Jack Zions along with the zine by me uh, about yes. Jewish yes. monster hunting. Uh, so that's two things you need to back. Uh, several books you need to buy. Mm-hmm. A couple of podcasts you need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, is there anything else you would like to plug or let us know about before we uh, call it a night? Uh, people can follow everything go- going on with my stuff. I mean, you know, right now, really absorbing the Kickstarter. But if you, I'm still on the bird site at Caleb Wimble. Uh, if they want to keep track of things in the future, you will probably find me in the very near future reading the giant robots of Babel because I'm reading this description right now. And my, this sounds incredibly it's up very my good. alley. Max, uh, Max will Babel kicks ass. <laughs> yeah. And really looking forward to unclean verses. Um, and up in, I mean, porcelain, it sounds, yeah. I, I just filled out my reading list in, in this two hours here. So I appreciate that. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And yeah, no, I mean, um, that you can, folks can find everything they want to know about the Kickstarter on there. Um, one of the big things about it is like to, today's session, the, the tower generator app, which is what I used to run this totally different place. Every time you enter it, uh, generates the whole dungeon for you. So that's what I was going on, uh, which don't worry if you miss the Kickstarter, you won't be in the early beta for it, but you will have a chance to get it. Uh, like everybody else, uh, the app will be ultimately when it releases free of charge, um and yeah that's that's pretty much it i'm thank you all for having me on here and for and for playing i had a good time and i hope you did too very cool and uh that app man uh one of the things i've loved about mark borg osc is the random generation that those Mm -hmm. uh systems use that make running games so much easier of course it helps when you have a dynamite gm like caleb or our normal ian servas uh they make those random they bring those to life uh so awesome job everyone thank you uh real quick i want to say if you don't follow us on the bird app i get it but uh <laughs> one podcast on on uh on the twits uh e, uh charles bernard just busses ass to keep that like interesting and full of cool content <clears throat> So if you are on the Bird app, please follow us there, Juan Moncast. You can also follow us at juanmoncast.com. Um, and finally, let's thank Bog Wizard, right, for intro outro music, uh, Barbaria, off the album Purple Miasmic Smoke. Um, we, we, Madness Heart Games, has a new Bog Wizard EP coming out, which, hot damn. All these things. Thank you so much, everyone, uh, for joining us on this consensual journey we call Wandering Monster. <laughs> I have been John, the biggest dog, Baltusberger. I've been Bridget Brave. I've been Kevin Welch. I've been Mr. Paschke. I have been and continue to be Caleb Wimble. That's all in the past now, but we will be back next week. If you cannot wait until then, don't worry. Bridget knows a shortcut. Mm-hmm.